Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be talking about a Netflix original movie called Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between. Starring Jordan Fisher and Talia Ryder. Okay, so the movie is about uh, a girl named Claire who mm-hmm. has just moved back to kind of, I would say her hometown, but it just seems like she doesn't really have a hometown because she's been moving around a lot. Yeah, so I think she like was really small and young when she lived here. And after her parents got divorced, she moved with her mom a lot. Um, her mom goes through a lot of men, which is what Claire, the main character, says. And she kind of reminds me of the mom from John Tucker Must Die. I was thinking the same thing. And notice how both of those moms are blondes. I feel like Hollywood Mm. is really trying to paint blondes as the hot messes, whereas it used to be brunettes were the hot messes back in the day. Well, see, I feel like brunettes were always like the dumpster fire hot mess. And now blondes are the I'd still bang her hot mess. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Claire moves back to this town she used to live in when she was little, and it seems like she has, you know, at least one friend there. Is it the beginning of her senior year? Yeah, because it's October. Yeah, it's Halloween. She goes to a Halloween party with her friend that she had from way back when. Her friend's name is Stella, and Stella's adorable. Claire does what all of us would do, is she waits outside for her friend to get there so they could walk in together. Yeah, I remember that anxiety of, like, going anywhere public Mm -hmm. and just being like, but whose hand am I going to hold? Yeah, who's going to be my extroverted buffer? Every introvert needs an extroverted buffer. Once Stella gets there, they walk in and, you know, they do party stuff for a minute. And then Claire meets a cute, charming individual named Aiden. He is... Just easygoing and charming. Like, he just has these vibes of, like, swag. Yeah. Well, see, it's not douche swagger. He has a lot of, like, big dick energy, but not in a cocky way. Aiden and Claire, they banter. They kind of go back and forth. And Mm -hmm. you could just, it's just that really, that perfect chemistry, you know? It's, I want to bottle it. You want to bottle it and just, uh, what are you going to do with it, weirdo? I'm going to wear it. I want to wear his skin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would stretch enough. There's problems with this rose. Logistically, it wouldn't work. Logistically, it wouldn't, unfortunately. This is two episodes in a row that we're starting off creepy. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a precedent. We're setting that precedent and we're sticking with it. I regret nothing. <laughs> It's a Halloween party, obviously, and Aiden is dressed as Ferris Bueller Mm -hmm. from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which, Mm -hmm. side note, should we do a recap of? Mm. Let us know if you want us to do a recap of that movie. But now, as adults, we would probably be like, fucking go home and do your homework. This is fucking bullshit. I think we would be on the principal's side like this. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Aiden gets on the stage and does his karaoke thing. He starts singing that song from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Hold on. Twist and shout, twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby yeah. now. Thank you for coming to my concert. I love that song. There is something about that song. 
literally I was dropping it like it's hot in the middle of the kitchen doing the dishes. I was like twerking. I love that song. You're supposed to twist, not twerk. I don't know. I can't dance. It's one of my most embarrassing secrets oh. in my life. Me either. I look like one of those wacky inflatable spaghetti men outside of car dealerships when I dance. That can be erotic. Okay. I don't know. For some people. there's It's like there's a niche for everyone. Like there's someone that finds that erotic. You know what? I think I'll let those people be. <laughs> <laughs> just let them. Just let them. I'm just going to let them live their lives. Aiden singing that song. I don't know. It just. Well, he wasn't just singing. He was dancing. It was a performance. And he's already hot, right? Like, he didn't need extra hot points. Mm-hmm. It's that Ed Sheeran effect where, like, you yeah. give a guy a microphone and a guitar and he suddenly dropped dead gorgeous. <laughs> Claire is like, hey, boy, what mm-hmm. up? And they ditch that fucking party and they go to the park. Yeah, so it just kind of turns into, like, this impromptu date. I know, it's cute. They're, like, at the park. They're spilling their life stories to each other. They're vibing, man. That vibe is. It's the young love vibe. You know what I don't get is the Mm -hmm. fact that Aiden doesn't ask any follow-up questions because Mm -mm. Claire tells him that she moved around a lot. And this is the thing, right? When someone tells you that they've been moving around their whole lives, you've got to ask why. Mm -hmm. There could be a very simple explanation or it could be really shady and sinister. And the thing is... We know this isn't a horror movie or a scary Mm -hmm. movie or a thriller because we can hear the soundtrack. But Aiden doesn't know. Like, because we can hear the soundtrack. We can hear the soundtrack, (laughs) but he can't. But this is what I mean, right? You should like the rule of thumb is you should always pretend that there's a scary movie soundtrack playing in the background. I would be scared all the time. Good. You should be scared all the time. (laughs) Well, first of all, she left the party with this random teenage boy she just met really fucking quick. Yeah. What if he was, like, not a good dude? That's what I mean. On both of their ends, right? On one end, she is this strange girl that nobody knows. I mean, except for one girl, right? She's Mm -hmm. new to town. She could have been luring him out to traffic him. He doesn't know. Well, what if he was like, oh, why did you move so much? And she's like, oh, I get really attached to boys, stalk them, and then they press charges. (laughs) And we have to move. Exactly. Ask follow-up questions. That's what I mean. That's all I'm saying. Ask follow-up questions and live your life like there is a, not maybe like a mystery soundtrack. Not like super scary movie, maybe not a thriller, but maybe like just a mysterious soundtrack. Okay. You know? All right. Like, does the music change once you find out they're not a murderer? Or does it always stay kind of ominous? Keep it ominous. That's good. That's good merch. Keep it ominous. Keep it ominous. Yeah. (laughs) Stay scared, girlies. (laughs) (laughs) Stay scared. Yes. They're, They're on the swings. And they do that thing we all used to do when we were, like, little kids, where you get really high and then you jump off. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that their, you know, 18-year-old selves can still handle that fall. Um, I would bust a hip right now if I were to jump <laughs> off a swing. I almost bust a hip trying to, like, get off the floor. But, like, okay. Um, live your life. It's literally like humans have an expiration date because you just reach we an do. age where you just start popping. Like, your bones just start creaking mm-hmm. and popping. Yeah, and everything hurts. Once you reach the age where you have 
multiple bottles of ibuprofen so you don't have to go to another room. Once you have upstairs ibuprofen and downstairs ibuprofen, it's all over after that. Aiden walks Claire home and it starts, it's raining and he walks her home in the rain and he has an umbrella because of course, you know, when you go to a house party, you just keep an umbrella in your back pocket. Off camera, they made a pit stop at a Walmart and they did like some armed robbery and then they went to the park. Yeah. All they got was the umbrella though, because they're practical Mm -hmm. thieves, you know? Yeah, don't take more than you need. (laughs) Um, But what I was saying is, you know, he's walking home in the rain and I'm like, I'm sorry, are we in a Taylor Swift song? Like, this is the type of shit that will make a bitch fall in love, you know? Right. If they were playing Ed Sheeran in the background, you know? Mm -hmm. See, falling in love is exactly what Claire does not want. Mm, Yep. She has some mom and dad divorce trauma she still hasn't really like worked through claire everybody does like they just you're just, not special you're not special claire everyone's parents are divorced you know it's like the anomaly when somebody's parents are still together those are the weirdos yeah but he goes to kiss her and she's like oh like i'm not looking for a boyfriend and she goes on this this rant about how her parents were high school sweethearts and then they broke up and she calls him a prologue. Yeah, I mean, I get what she's saying, but she uh, she's almost like a robot. Like, I kind of wonder if she could feel feelings because she's just got life down to a code. And she's like, hey, listen, it's senior year. This is the prologue for the rest of our lives. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want to start anything. Because her parents were high school sweethearts who got married, had her. And then it didn't work out and they got divorced. She's almost like, hey, one kiss leads to two kisses, which equal teenage pregnancy like that. It's basic algebra, you know. I don't think that's algebra, though. Is that algebra? Here's how you make it algebra. Solve for baby. Um, X, Y plus X, X equals baby. Is that algebra? Here is a life tip. You will never need to know what algebra is. So just, you know, do the best you can because you'll never go back to it. My husband is a high school math teacher. Except for Courtney's husband. He's the only person who should disregard that message. He doesn't teach algebra. He doesn't. He teaches geometry. (laughs) But her rant and her whole calling him a prologue thing does not deter our sweet, lovely Aiden at all because he counters they come to this conclusion where they have a breakup pact. So they're going to date for senior year. They're going to do all of the kissing and all of the other stuff and all of the fun dates and shit. But then, you know, they know they have an expiration date on their relationship and they're just kind of going with the flow. How fucking dumb are they? Uh, you know, because that's how feelings work, you know. It's, it's a light switch. Feelings are so easily kept in boxes. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you something that everybody, let me tell everybody something Mm -hmm. that you need to know to really be successful in life, in anything. Your feelings don't care what you want. Mm, Preach. Well, and then we get kind of a dating montage where we see them dating throughout their senior year. But I'm going to tell you, 
again, they did not uh-huh. play any Ed Sheeran in the background because they were on a budget. They actually play like cheesy stock music. Did you notice? If Ed Sheeran were playing during this montage, Rose would be wearing like an I stand Aiden shirt right now. It, uh, yeah. She would have been gone. I would have been so far gone. But, you know, luckily we don't do that. And you know what? Maybe if they would have played Ed Sheeran, um, maybe Claire would have fallen for Aiden a little. And well, uh, she did. We'll, we'll put a pin in that because your feelings don't care about you. Yeah, let's um, put a pin in that. But then we come to the movie shows what month it is. You know, it goes through all of senior year and then we get to the end. The end of the summer. Yes. And it's not just the end of the summer. It is the day before Claire is leaving to Dartmouth because what does she want to be mm-hmm. at Dartmouth? Uh, she's a political science major. She okay. wants to be a lawyer. She wants to be a lawyer. She applied to and got into Dartmouth. By mm-hmm. the way, they currently live on the West Coast. And where is Dartmouth? It's in New Hampshire. Pretty far. So she's leaving, leaving. Mm-hmm. She's not just leaving the state. She's going to three different time zones over. She's you know? leaving the geographical area. <laughs> This is not a weekend trip relationship. Uh Uh-uh. And for their last date, Aiden has planned this whole epic adventure. Yeah, he wants to take her through, I guess, all the highlights of their relationship on their last date. I I was like, I don't know about this. Well, see, he tells his friend that he's doing this because he wants to get her to change her mind. Yeah. So he's showing her how great they are and how great everything has been. Remember Aiden sings, right? So Aiden is mm-hmm. actually in a band. So yes. their first stop is a musical performance by Aiden's band, which just mm-hmm. so happens to be the same date as their first date. On their first date, he invited her to come to one of his band's performances. And it was really cute. She really liked it. It became their song. The song that mm-hmm. he sang that first night yeah, became their song. And now he's playing That's it cute. on their last night. Why is he trying to make her feel feelings? I'll tell you, like, I would have just gone home right then and there. Don't try to make me feel things. Well, listen, it worked, okay? Because she, she feels feelings. Because you can tell. Because right after the concert, she's like, oh, shit, I am in trouble. But you know what? Like, I get what she's saying because she didn't sign up for this. This is their last day together, and he, they're mm-hmm. supposed to just be saying goodbye, and he planned this big romantic gesture. Well, see, here's the thing. They were always supposed to have an epic last date. Okay. But Claire calls her best friend and is like, hey, girl, I'm starting to... <laughs> feel things maybe this is a bad idea is it a bad idea you know what no it's a great idea yeah i'm sticking with it thanks for talking me off the ledge and her friend (laughs) said nothing (laughs) yeah so the second stop that aiden has planned for them is at an ice hockey rink Mm -hmm. he's taking her there to kind of relive their very first fight which happened at that hockey rink their fight was um it was over whether Aiden farted in the car on the way there or not. You think we're kidding? That was what their fight was about. That was what their fight was about because she's like, just admit that you farted. And he's like, I didn't. She's like, listen, if I fart, I tell you that I farted. 
Why can't you be honest with me and just admit that you farted in the car? It starts off playful and then Uh it gets really serious. Like it turns into an actual fight. And I'm like, I don't know who the red flag is here because present day Aiden standing in the empty ice hockey rink. He admits for the first time, we're talking months and months after that fight, he finally Mm -hmm. admits, I did fart. And she's like, I knew it. But I'm like, wait a minute. Let's pause for a second. Because in the flashback, Aiden was gaslighting the shit out of her. Yeah. Like, you you are insane. I didn't fart. Like, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's just, it's textbook gaslighting. It's like something happened and you're telling me it didn't happen and you're calling me crazy for pointing out that it happened. Yeah. Well, and then she's like, I'm not doing this. And he's like, what? You're leaving because I won't admit to letting one rip? I I don't know why she's so upset that he won't just admit to farting. But also he's like... I, I don't know. Who is the toxic one there? No, that's what I mean. That's the other red flag is the fact that she is harping on something so insignificant. So mm-hmm. there's like major red flags here on both sides. Like this shouldn't have been an argument. He shouldn't have been gaslighting. She mm-hmm. shouldn't have pushed him to the point of gaslighting. Yeah. You guys let this get way out of hand. Yeah. Well, it's so weird that, you know, Aiden is taking her back to this hockey rink to, like, make this confession. And I and it's supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. this cute, romantic redo of that night a long time ago. But, yeah, that he said that with the relationships, you can't just take the good. You have to acknowledge the bad. And first fights for couples are always hard. I'm going to tell you something I heard that just rings so true. The first fight you have is the last fight you have. Write it down. (laughs) The third stop where Aiden takes her is on a speedboat. Girl, do not Mm -hmm. take me on a speedboat unless I'm already in pieces in a trash bag and you're trying to dispose (laughs) of me. Like, I am not going on any sort of speeding boat on a water. Oh, I love it. I love boats. I'm not going on any boat on any body of water. It's First of all, I get really bad seasickness. And Mm -hmm. second of all, seeing the vast ocean stretching out on all sides of me gives me the most extreme, like, anxiety. He takes her out on the boat because that is where he said, I love you for the first time. What does she respond with, girl? Easy breezy. <laughs> he said, I love you. And she said, easy breezy. Oh, yeah. honey bunny. When he said, I love you, what had happened was they were tubing on the back of the boat. They hit a wake and she just went up in the air, flew off the boat, and they had to go back and get her. It happens all the time. That was the past. Present day, he gets her a little rocket keychain that says, easy breezy on the back. Can I just say, okay. What crazy stoner came up with tubing? Who said, hear me out, we have this boat and we have a rope. Okay, I have this floaty. What if, (laughs) what if we tie this rope to the floaty and you guys go as fast as you can on the boat? Like, who thinks of this shit? It's really fun. Have you ever been tubing? Uh, No, I, oh God. Okay, if you were on a lake and you could see all sides, like you could see like the sides, mm-hmm. would you get on a tube? There are things in life that I have no desire to do. One of them is crack. Mm. The other one is tying myself or getting on something that's tied to a speeding boat. 
Mine is skiing. I have no desire to ski. Yeah. Well, you know, we all have our things. And heroin. (laughs) I don't think I would ever be inclined to be like just a little heroin. Gun to my head. I couldn't tell you the difference between heroin and crack, but. Me either. We're just not cool like that. (laughs) So the next stop in uh, Aiden's freaking weird twisted last day doesn't this feel Mm -hmm. like it's leading up to a proposal like if i was her i would be like really worried it has proposal vibes so she is really worried she sends an sos text to her friend like hey girl i need you to come come Mm -hmm. be a buffer because i can't do this yeah he takes her next to a restaurant where they had their first Mm -hmm. valentine's day he has pictures of them all set up at the table he has candles lit. It's intense. It's a lot. How much money did he spend on this evening? How much money? And also the planning that goes into having this jam-packed day full of back-to-back activities. Like, did you start planning this the day you guys started dating? Listen, he better either propose or die at the end. Those are the only two options for him. Or, like, murder her. Like, kidnap her and keep her in his basement. Okay, that's uh, a different genre, but yes, he could also do that. (laughs) I'm just saying it's an option. And that everyone fits into the murderous guy genre. You know, it's a genre. You know, I wouldn't expect it from Aiden, but honestly, if that's what it was, I would be like, "Mm, it's always the cute, nice ones. (laughs) (laughs) But while Aiden is away from the table, right after Claire texts her friend... Claire sort of has like a mental struggle with herself. Oh my God, am I making a mistake? Feelings, help me. Mm -hmm. And then, girl, you had a plan. Do not deviate from the plan. Aiden comes back out because he left her at the table for a bit. And he comes back out dressed in a tux. I mean, he Uh is doing the most, okay? The most. Sir, settle down. Shouldn't you be packing for college? Like, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. I wouldn't let that man near my vagina because he he's like he's like the type to like impregnate her so she doesn't go away. Oh, I thought that was going to happen. That's a different genre, too. (laughs) (laughs) He comes out in a tux and he bumps into Claire's friend whom she had called to come kind of be a buffer. Uh And his face just you could see on his face that he's so like disappointed because he sees what's happening he sees what's happening and he knows that claire called her to come one of aiden's friends comes out from the back holding a cake right and claire invites him to the table too uh aiden can see that she's trying to put distance between them right now well she's trying to throw some cold water on this little romance you know Uh uh-huh but my thing is why not just end the date, walk away there? Why are you kind of stringing him along? That like kind of bothered yeah. me about Claire because it's she could see that he was hinting at wanting more and she didn't. Well, see, she wavered about wanting more. I don't think at this point she had really decided whether or not she could risk that more or not, you know? And you know what's frustrating about Aiden is the fact that he obviously, the whole premise of the movie is that they they are supposed to break up at the end of the summer, but he's changed his mind. And instead of just telling her, hey, Mm -hmm. I feel differently now. What do you think? Should we give this a try? He's 
going about it, like beating around the bush. And it's a giant bush. It's uh-huh. a movie long bush that he's be- beating around. Say bush again. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it is. He is. Like, he's not even like beating around the bush. Aiden is giving the bush a wide berth. He um he has covered the bush with a sheet. Yeah. Nobody can see the bush. Say bush again. Bush. Bushy. It's so bushy. The bushiest of bushes. The vibes change, and Aiden's friend even says, "You know, wow, this vibe changed real fast." Because it's not a date anymore. Now it's now it's friends hanging out. Yeah, now it's friends hanging out. It's a group. Uh, Aiden's friend says how he got suspended before he could leave his mark on the school. And this school has a tradition where they have these like plexiglass walls, I guess, where all the students put their handprints on it from the senior year. It's really cute, I think. Claire sees this as opportunity. So she says, let's go do it. Let's go break into the school. Aiden obviously is kind of like, bitch, I had plans for tonight. This is what's messed up because it's obvious that he worked really hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. Courtney, like I said, the logistics of planning. I can't plan more than two things in my day. If I'm going grocery shopping and watching a movie on the same day, like I am a mess. It's, It's done. It's done. Aiden has planned this date with so many stops. It's not even done yet. And she is diverting from the plan. It's so insensitive. You know what I mean? It's insensitive to the work that he put in. I think so, too. Honestly, their biggest problem is that they don't communicate. Yes. Y'all could have just had to talk about this. That's what I'm saying. Why didn't he just tell her, do you want to give this a shot? Yes or no? Because he is so terrified of her answer. And I'm like, my dudes, you guys are 18 years old. This confrontation is literally the least hardest thing you will ever do in your life. That's actually what Aiden's friend tells Claire after they break into the school. By the way, they go from the restaurant to the school in a party bus that Aiden had rented to reenact prom. Yeah, because that was his next plan. His next stop was supposed to be reenacting prom. I'm telling you, the money he put into this, the time, the planning. It's, it's a lot. Aiden's friend tells Claire, I know you wanted this clean, easy breakup, but it was never going to be clean and it was never going to be easy. Mm. Which, you know what? The dude that got suspended and looks like a total stoner, when he's talking sense to you, the Dartmouth girl, that's that's <laughs> a problem, my love. That is a problem. You should probably listen. This is probably my least favorite type of conflict in a story is just two people avoiding confrontation. I mm-hmm. don't get it because I am innately just rip off the band-aid kind of girl like Mm -hmm. just do it just rip it off just get it over with just talk like use your mouth because when something is hanging overhead i mean my anxiety is just crippling like i have to deal with things as they come up i can't like beat around the bushiest bush in the world i feel like the relationship was the longest we need to talk ever (laughs) oh my god you're you're so right it really is. It was. It would have been that feeling the whole time. Like, I would not... I say I would not have done that, but I, I did do that. Mm-hmm. I did do that. My senior year of high school, I also had a boyfriend, and we did this. We did a breakup pact. Mm-hmm. It was literally like, hey, you know, we're just going our separate ways after, you know, after graduation. And uh, we did. 
Did you guys keep in touch afterwards? You know what? We did. We did kind of keep in touch for a little bit. I was heartbroken. Like it wasn't easy. Do you know what got me through that summer? It was um, the Harry Potter books. I was like yeah. binging the newest Harry Potter book. I forget which one it was because I was really heartbroken. Um, I, I think it was Order of the Phoenix, which was, if you remember, a very emotional book. So I was vibing with Harry. <laughs> I got through my breakup by obsessing over it and crying about it and then pretending like I didn't care. You just put it in a box and then you opened it up again later. <laughs> I just yeah I I was like hey this seems like um a tom- this seems like a next year me problem yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah prioritize They break into the school and they tag the wall that they're supposed to tag and they actually end up having to run out of the school because some idiot sets off the fire alarm mm-hmm. and they scale a fence and Aiden falls and he breaks his arm pretty badly. Uh, well, he cuts it. Does he cut it or does he break it? He cuts it. He oh. gets his arm caught on a chain link fence and like cuts it. That is so much less dramatic than I thought it was because I, <laughs> I looked away because I can't stand seeing open wounds on TV or in real life. Yeah. At this point, I'm feeling, I'm almost feeling like Aiden hurt himself on purpose just to avoid having to talk to Claire. Well, they were arguing before the fire alarm, yeah. Before the fire alarm went off. Um, And so he was probably like, oh shit, like I have to do something so we don't go back to our argument. This is going really poorly for my plans of proposing at the end of the night. He's like, pivot, pivot. (laughs) Um, He pivoted straight to the ER where his mommy is. Yeah, so his mom is there, she treats him, and afterwards, Aiden's mom tells Claire something about Aiden not getting into Berkeley. Yeah, Aiden's mom says something about how Aiden was, you know, going to pre-med because of not getting into Berkeley, and Claire's really confused because Aiden told her that he wasn't allowed to apply to Berkeley for music. That's why he was pre-med. You know, with Aiden being a musician, his passion is music. And he Mm -hmm. told Claire in the beginning when they first met that he wanted to study music, but his parents expected him to be a doctor. But it turns out that he did actually apply for Berkeley. He did the whole audition, bombed it, and didn't get in. So he just threw his parents under the bus. I mean, the fact that this happened and he never told her is also a red flag. Like, let me tell you. He was embarrassed. No, Courtney, I'm telling you, it's the same thing as the fart fight. It's the same fight. And they're going to, I'm telling you, they're going to keep having this fight until the very end because he lies to cover up his embarrassment. And he even tries to make her feel bad, stating that he chose this other college to be close to her. She's like, no, don't, don't put this on me Mm -hmm. because we had a, we, we had an agreement to break up and go to college and find ourselves and be our own people. So do not put you not going to Berkeley on me because it had nothing to do with me. She tells him, I thought tonight was about saying goodbye. It, I didn't realize it was another lie. Like you you lied about not being able yeah. to apply to Berkeley. You just couldn't get in. And they're having a big old fight about it. You know, she she walks away. She seems mad at him for possibly wanting more. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you at this point... 
I feel like she, first of all, she's so cute. She's the cutest. She is. But she is simultaneously the most likable character and the most unbearable character I've ever seen. I feel like she's really relatable. I love her face, but I want to push her off a cliff. See, I want her to almost get hit by a bus. I don't want her to actually get hit by a bus, and I don't want her to get hurt. But I do want her to have to put some extreme hustle in her step to avoid getting hit by a bus. Like, I want her scared, but not injured. <laughs> and what, what would be the point of that? I mean... Just for your satisfaction of like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what you get. You had to hustle out of that way. Bus almost got you, didn't it? <laughs> Think about that next time. That seems like the mildest form of like revenge or the mildest form of not liking someone. I hope you almost get a splinter, but don't. But think you do. But check your finger and it's not there. Yeah. So they go to a house party, which is all fighting good and everything. This is also on Aiden's, you know, plan for the evening is the house party. He's really upset right now. Right. Things are not going the way he wants them to go. And he's upset. Yeah. But, you know, I want to give a nod to his friend for checking in on Aiden's mental health because he's like, hey, man, you good? And Aiden's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he's like, really, man? Like, you don't look good. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, like that he was checking in on his friend. And I was right. like, yes, we love to see it. <laughs> Anyways, Aiden kind of like it looks like he like takes a step into like frantic manic. He starts rambling and then he, he he's doing too much. He's already doing too much. But he starts playing the karaoke song from where from when they first met. Obviously, Aiden is a performer. He loves being in front of people. So when he goes up in front of everyone, he makes like this speech about it being their last night. And he dedicates it mm-hmm. to Claire and he calls her up and then she just walks off like that's a bad look. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Like you already hijacked half of his freaking night and now you're publicly like embarrassing him why is she dragging him on ah uh, i think she like she said she wanted it to be clean and easy so i think she's like just power through and then it will be over at the end of the night they they have a confrontation they do this is you know like this is where it explodes they're in a room and claire's like what are you doing aiden he says that he's trying to save them and she's like no 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 we had an agreement And he says, yeah, but that was before we fell in love. Mm -hmm. And he like drags her for the boat incident where he said, I love you. And she just said, easy breezy. He's like, do you know how that feels? And she drags him for not telling her that he bombed his audition to get into Berkeley, which, you know, she says, like, we're back to the fart. You're trying to be perfect. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. There it is. She's dragging him for trying to be the perfect golden boy to essentially please his parents. And he's dragging her for being, you know, emotionally unavailable because of her parents' divorce trauma. Yeah, no. And, you know, it's obviously the fight they've been avoiding all day. And she ends up leaving. Her mom picks her up. And her mom tells her a relationship doesn't stand a shot if you're planning the end before it starts. Which is true. But then Claire says... I just don't want to lose myself. And her mom says, if he's the right guy, he won't let you. And I'm like, that's so sweet. But also he's 18. I don't think any boy is the right guy at 18. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want them to go get married, but 
I hate it when people say, you know, like, oh yeah, go to college single, go to college single. Listen, if you want a hoe phase, then take a hoe phase. Listen, I'm not judging you, but you shouldn't be breaking up strictly because you don't want an attachment when you go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I also understand what she means where she is afraid that their relationship is so easy that they're just going to... Let it consume them. Let it consume them because it is kind of this great, epic, like all-consuming chemistry. I get Mm -hmm. that. Um, I also agree with you that you don't have to go to college single. If you're in love and you have a boyfriend, like, that's fine. Also, like, just don't go to college. It's a scam. When I think when we say college is a scam, what we mean is don't get into insane debt to go to college just because you feel like it's the next step. Listen, if you get a full ride to college, if your parents are paying for it, if it's, you know, if you have the means to do it, then it's an experience of life. Like, that's fine. But college does not equal career. It honestly just doesn't. No. And it doesn't equal stability either. It doesn't. Economic stability, which is the lie we were fed when we were growing up. Don't let the boomers lie to you too. (laughs) Yes. I think that some form of secondary education after high school is good for everybody. But don't sleep on trades because you can literally walk away with certifications a job, and zero debt. There you go. That's the whole thing. That's the whole TED Talk right there. But yes, so here we are. You know, remember, this was Claire's last day. So she's about to head off to college the next day. Mm -hmm. And they have just gotten into this big fight and went their separate ways. Yeah, but she, she has trouble sleeping. She can't really get, she can't settle down for the night. So she texts Aiden and ask him to meet her. And he does. Like a little whipped sad puppy, he goes crawling back. Yeah, they meet at the harbor, and she admits to him that she was afraid of, like, falling for him. Which, like, duh. Mm. Like, okay, tell us something we don't know. Um, Yeah. And I don't know, like, the speech she's giving him at first, I almost thought she was going to say, let's give this a try. So did I. But instead, she's like, let's finish the stupid day that you had planned and then break up after. And I'm just like, if I was him, I'd be like, uh, no. I'm going back home to go drink away my sorrows, you dumb bitch. Like, I, what? Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm good. But yeah, they strip down and get in the water, swim to Rusty the booby. She tells him that she loves him. And and then they go back to her place and they have breakfast together. And I guess he spends the night. And he tells her that just in the past, like, five hours... He has decided to defer his medical pre-med school and go try to be a musician in in L.A. Yeah, he's going to defer college and uh, pursue his music. Good for him. Listen, when you're young like that, you can and you have a if you have a safety net, like both of his parents are doctors, like he has a safety Mm -hmm. net. He can put off college for a little longer. You know, like you'll be fine. Listen, save your money and live off Robin Noodles and mac and cheese while you still have the stomach enzymes to handle it, okay? (laughs) Courtney, you are just, you are on something else today. You're just spitballing truths out here. Yeah, listen, could you imagine what would happen to our bodies if you and I ate ramen noodles for three meals a day? The way we used to back in the day day. 
my metabolism can't handle that. If I eat ramen noodles, I'm going to bloat from all that sodium. I'm just I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have bad days. It's time for Claire to go off to college and mm-hmm. Aiden is there and he helps her pack up and she goes off. She goes off to college without him mm-hmm. and they are broken up. It is assumed. They never shake hands. So you know, mm-hmm. like at the end of a deal, you shake hands. Like you should shake hands. There should be some like official thing. They hugged. Okay. It, listen, if hugging started replacing shaking hands, I would just yeet myself off the planet because I already don't like shaking hands with people. If I was. Claire, and this was my last goodbye with Aiden, I don't care if my mom and my mom's boyfriend are standing next to this car. I want you to throw me against it (laughs) and kiss me so hard that my jaw hurts. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it gets much better than this, Claire. Listen, she's leaving this gorgeous, talented, smart rich they don't say he's rich but we know his he's rich both his parents Mm -hmm. are doctors okay boy who is also did i mention he's sensitive and kind and thoughtful and she's heading off to college you think you're gonna find another boy like that honey let me know if you do maybe nowadays you know what? That's a good point. Maybe it's just a different generation because the boys from when we were growing up, they were straight up doo-doo. Yeah, especially the college boys were straight up. No, you want to meet a quality guy? You go to Barnes & Nobles, okay? I have a theory. I have a conspiracy theory that the dating websites have put Barnes & Nobles out of business because that's where you used to go to find yourself quality guys. Mm. And you could like, because you could see what kind of books they were getting and you could decide Mm -hmm. if you were compatible based on that. It's like, okay, he's picking up like gardening and how to dispose of a body. So I'm not going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to this other guy who's reading like nonviolent fiction. Okay. I'm trying to think of other nonviolent fiction, but I realize I've read a lot of dark stuff. Sci-fi. Yeah. He's reading sci-fi. I don't know. Sci-fi dudes are, Mm. sci-fi dudes can be a little weird. Like, he's reading self-help books. He's reading, hmm. there you go. Um, what is not a red flag for a dude to read? If you see a guy reading, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Leave. Take a shoe, hit him upside the head, drag him home, honey. He's your new husband. No. <laughs> if you see a dude read oh, Harry Potter, I feel like if he's reading Harry Potter, it's probably safe. Well, especially if you're a Potterhead, but this is what I mean. It's like you can gauge so much about someone based on what they're reading. So it was such a, I don't know, Barnes & Nobles is my happy place, dude. Ikea is my happy place. What did you buy at Ikea? A lampshade. Did it help with your issues from last episode? It did. It did make me feel happy. Okay, good. We were sitting on the edge of our seats all week. <laughs> yeah, it's Waiting fine. It's to fine. hear if you were okay. So... Claire goes off to college. Aiden is, I guess he stays behind and he pursues his music career. Yeah, he's playing in, you know, coffee shops and he's putting out music onto, I guess, like streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music and stuff. And they're kind of keeping in touch, you know, they're, they follow each other on Instagram, you know, they're shooting each other likes and... They, you know, kind of talk, it looks like sporadically throughout the year. 
And then she tells him that she's going to be home for the summer and asks if he wants to meet up. Yeah, they've been supporting each other from afar, and then they make plans to see each other again. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I understand the draw there, but that's dangerous. Because the first few months of college are hard. They're kind of, they don't really show what she's going through in college. They make it seem like it's a breeze, but it's not, dude. Like, you get homesick. You start missing your friends. You start missing your family. You feel lost. You, I mean, it's not an easy time. And so I feel like she's never been more vulnerable to be pulled into his orbit. Well, yeah. And also you start missing like your city. Yeah. When you're in college because, you know, things you took for granted. You have to learn a whole new grocery store. Like the setup is different. I know. That's a lot. The movie ends pretty much right as they're walking up to each other, all bright eyed mm-hmm. and bushy tailed. Hopeful. And hopeful. Like, what is it? God, I can't. Were we ever like this? I can't remember. I think we were at one point. Well, yeah, no, we were. Remember, you're like, I'm going to be an assistant in New York. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm going to be a museum curator. Uh, okay. I don't mean this, but this is what came out of my mouth as the screen cut to black this movie was bullshit like that's what came out of my mouth this is bullshit because it just they they came face to face again and here's the thing and i know this is a reflection of me and my issues like i get that but somebody needed to die they labeled it a drama where's the drama baby why didn't no one die listen people don't have to die for there to be drama rose says who I think you should bring this up with your therapist. I think think she needs to know this. Know what? That death is dramatic? That you think people have to die for there to be drama. What would have been better drama than someone dying? Him coming back and her being kind of hopeful. You know, like, oh, like, we kind of became our own people. Like, maybe we should go back together. And he's like, yeah, I want to... I want to show you something. And then he like shows her a picture of a baby and he's like, this is my daughter. I've been dating this chick. Mm. Like, you know, him like moving on when she's ready to come back. You know, that would have been drama or. Do you know what what would have been drama? Huh? Terrible accident. He loses his vocal cords and he can't ever sing ever again. He doesn't get the girl or his career. That's drama. Or is it trauma? I I confuse trauma and drama a lot. (laughs) It was just missing a catastrophic event for me. I needed that personally, but, you know, it's it's (gasps) fine. What if the school exploded, but they survived and they both had major head trauma and didn't remember anything? Or, like, she didn't remember anything and then he gaslit her into thinking that the way he wanted things was the way things were. What if the very first day that they met, they accidentally killed someone and they had to dispose of the body and so they were holding on that secret the whole time and they never mentioned it. And then right as she was leaving, he was like, if you break up with me, I'm going to turn you into the authorities. And then they have to get married and have kids and live happily ever after. It's it's a drama. That is drama. Yes. (laughs) (gasps) Or what if they killed somebody, disposed of the body, and then... They weren't actually dead. And then that person started stalking them like, I know what you did last summer. Or 
she comes back to see him after her first couple months in college, but he's been in a terrible accident and had to have plastic surgery, and now he's been replaced by a completely different actor, which, side note, is what happens on Spanish telenovelas, like when an actor is leaving. They literally uh-huh. just do an accident, plastic surgery, and replace him with a different actor. Well, see, on American soap operas, they, they just replace the actor. They don't even say anything about it. That's just how it always was. Like it used to be a ginger and then now it's like a black guy and they're like, it's normal. It's fine. Yeah. And you don't even know who that person is at first until like they say their name and you're like, okay, this is the new Marlena. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we could we could do this forever, right? We could spitball forever. We, we could. Yeah. We need to put a cap on it. This is where our movie leaves us. The teapot is, I mean, I guess it's empty. I don't know. They didn't really spill any tea. I'm over this movie. Let's go. (laughs) You know, the teapot was, it continues to be empty. There was never tea. Not this episode, no. That was, that's what was missing. Anyway. Don't worry. More is brewing in on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.